Hello and welcome to Biz Without Frontiers, episode 28, another of our lockdown episodes. Today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And via the wonders of technology, Charles. Hello. Uh, we are also joined remotely by a friend of the show, Rob Edwards, from West Midlands-based Wednesday Beers blog. So, hi Rob. Hi, yeah. I think we're going to head straight into first uh, port of call is uh, our beer of the month over the last month, which even though we're all drinking at home now, um, obviously we've still been ordering stuff, drinking good stuff. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go to Vicky first on this okay. one. Yeah. So um, mine is uh, Duration Dripping Point, which apparently is a West Coast IPA and mm-hmm. people might know that i'm not normally a fan of west coast but um (laughs) i was drinking this one i was on a zoom chat with some part room friends simon just handed me this beer so i hadn't he didn't interrupt me to tell me what it was i had no idea what i was drinking i was like flipping it this is going down really well this is lovely and then afterwards he went i'm really surprised you like that because you don't like west coast and i was like no, that was that. So um, yeah, yeah, absolutely had to be beer of the month. It was um, sure, yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, we shared a can of that actually, and just just to comment on that, um, yeah, West Coast style IPA, six point seven percent. The one thing I did notice was I'd had it before at some point, and I'd noticed that it had poured clear, like a very classic West Coast style one. This one was considerably hazier, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether this one was one brewed at their own place because they was doing a lot of contract brewing, weren't they, before um, uh, they opened their own place over in Norfolk. So maybe it was a Cloudwater or somewhere else brewed one that I'd had before that was clearer. Um, but yeah, great, great beer. Good choice. Um, want- Charles, what, what have you had that's uh, ticked the boxes? Yeah, the one for me that I tried um, a couple of weeks back, actually, was some brewery that I've not had a great deal of, Pomona Island in Salford. Um, and they, it was actually it was a DDH pale um, called Bonnet Douche. Uh, really, really good. Just ticked all my boxes. Really, uh, it was a yeah five point six percent pale, double dry hops. It was a collab with a French brewery called Big Mountain Brewing Company. Um, had Citra Nelson Sovan and Vic Secret, and uh, yeah, it was just really refreshing, fruity, tropical. Yeah. Just, just, just good stuff. I'm seeing a lot of love for Pomona Island at the moment. Actually, they're getting yeah, a lot of they, good reviews, aren't they? They really have been releasing a load, like during the last few weeks, and their web shops really good. Um, you know, reasonably priced as well. So, you know, um, something for everybody. I think they're definitely good. You know, a brewery that's going from strength to strength. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, Rob, what what have you had that's uh, been doing it? Um, well. Given the current situation, I found myself gravitating to a lot of just easy, easy drinking beer, sort of mm. lower percentage, four five percent sort of thing. And um, I've been drinking a lot of beers from Villages Villages Brewery, who are in Deptford, South East London, because um, my sister lives within walking distance of there, and she sent me a big case of their stuff for my birthday the other week. Uh, so I'm going to go for their their rodeo pale ale. Um, I haven't got a can in front of me, but I think it's about four and a half percent, and just a American style pale ale. Just very easy drinking. Goes down more of a was it more, more West Coast, more like East Coast? Was it like just a regular straight up pale, or uh, I'd say just a 
regular American pale ale. It's like it's not massively bitter. It's not in your face bitter. It's it's quite it's pretty balanced. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, the one that stood out for me, uh, I think probably in the last four or five weeks anyway, has been the um, Cloudwater IB Who, uh, which is a, a huge 11% barley wine, um, which uh, we did a bit of a Cloudwater order a few weeks ago. And uh, I was just, uh, can of barley wine, yeah, why not? 440 can of barley wine. Um Everything great about barley wine, really. Um, you know, big fruitcake flavors, thick, viscous, um, you know, dates, figs, um, all sorts of, you know, maybe a hint of sherry perhaps in there or whatever. Just absolutely superb barley wine. And it's it's great that, you know, people like Cloudwater are, are doing styles that perhaps aren't exactly that fashionable um you know they're doing all the stuff that is but equally you know to put out a barley barley wine is is uh, is great and i think they've got another one out now that i haven't tried um, an interesting time to put out a barley wine though isn't it with, with sort of the weather we've been getting and maybe it's just yeah when, when yeah did it come out recently or is it just one that you had hanging around or it was in a recent order probably ordered it about six seven weeks ago so it yeah. was on the web store yeah couple of months ago or whatever they've got a different one now some of their branding has got the little robin on the front they've used that for a couple of different beers uh they've got one currently out on the website called a modern barley wine uh which i've seen getting really good reviews for as well so uh yeah as you say charles a strange ish kind of time of the year uh to be bringing a barley wine out but you know i just say barley wine for life you know <laughs> there's no right or wrong time for a barley wine <laughs> exactly yeah Bre- breakfast uh, barley wine especially at the moment where yeah we are still in the the quarantine situation there's a lot of people that are um starting to find themselves um heading into the the cellar these days just to <laughs> that's right where all the strong beers are yeah. all these beers around that have just been hanging around for ages saving them for a special occasion and, and there's and here's the occasion. what more special <laughs> yeah. you, you've got to make your special occasions at the moment haven't you so that's right might as well yeah, go, right. go, go to the cupboard and get some uh tasty herbs that's it yeah um so right let's talk a little bit about the beer that some of us are drinking um we have in front of us uh Budvar Dark Lager um, from uh, it's Czech Dark Lager um, and um, shout out to Josh at Budvar UK for sending us a care package over of a few bottles of this uh, it is mighty tasty it's not been particularly easy to get hold of unlike the normal uh, the kind of regular lager in the 330 cans I think they uh, they do that um, but this one um fairly hard to get hold of uh until lately whereas i think just last week they launched their own web store now so we'll put a link in the show notes um but if you're after some of the uh lesser uh popular or kind of you know the they, they're basically the lager only brewery and um they do imperial ones and this one the dark one and stuff like that so uh, it's worth having a look at their at their new web store um Oh, and whilst we're doing shout outs as well, also uh, anyone that hasn't already listened to it, uh, our friends at Beer O'Clock Show podcast did uh, a really great uh, Budvar special where they went over to uh, the brewery, interviewed the brewers and everything. So that's uh, essential listening for all you podcast heads. Um, so yeah, Dark Lager, what do we know about Dark Lager then? Um, 
Well, one thing I can say is, um, obviously, listeners can't see this. Um, <laughs> Charles has uh, done a very good Czech-style pour. Uh, <laughs> a slow, slow, aggressive pour. Um, yeah. That's how I like it, actually. I should have called it a bit before we started, but um, I'll, I'll wait for a bit. <laughs> well, it, yeah. <laughs> So we were just about to go, and what do you think of it, Charles? And it's like, yeah, you can't with that head, you can't try it at the moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just let you go first on that one, I think. <laughs> well, I tell you what, before we before we just talk about that, obviously Rob um, hasn't got this because it was a bit of a detour, and we were debating before we started recording whether it was essential travel to uh, go up to Warsaw and drop off a bottle of Budvar Dark. Um, in the end, I would I would argue that it is but with with, me, so. with the recent news that's come out of. Uh, yeah, from the government, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, classified, not, not, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, no, I'm not exactly in Durham, am I? So. No, 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 no. We'll keep this to, um, we'll keep this to the beer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just before we start uh, carrying on about the uh, the dark lager, Rob, you, you, you're you kind of in on the lager thing with us, though, so you've got a lager in front yeah, of you. Yeah, so you asked me if I had a lager in, and again, it's a beer from Villages Brewery in Deptford. It's their Whistle Pilsner, so it's a... Nice, light, golden colour, just, yeah, classic Pilsner, Vienna malt and the Sars and Halitau, Mittelfra, however you pronounce that. But uh, just a, a solid, sessionable Pilsner. Yeah, I think, you know, people have been talking for a while now, you know, listening to podcasts and reading blogs and stuff like that. And almost every year people go, do you know what, next year it's going to be the year of the lager. I think I this think, year I probably th- is. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I I think for, for me personally, I've only recently started getting into lager. I mean, I've always been an ale person since since I was younger than uh, was legal. But yeah, <laughs> so, and you, you you get like the old uh, the Witchwood um, advertising with what's the matter, lager boyfriend? You might yeah. taste something, and obviously there's so much bad mass-produced stuff about that's just full of just corn and rice instead of proper malts. But yeah. now when you've got such solid British breweries in the likes of Lost and Grounded and Braybrook and Dunzoco and all these guys, it's like so mm. um, just real complex and just, I don't know, just wonderful beers and no, no fuss really. It's just sometimes you just want something that you can happily drink Two or three points of. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting what you said, Rob. Actually, a bit earlier about the about Witchwood and their slogan, and they actually did bring out a lager a few years back. I don't know if you remember it. It was called King. I don't know. Um, so they actually did brew a lager uh, after after all that kind of time of them criticizing lager drinkers. So I found that quite ironic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, in terms of this, uh, the Budvar Dark that we've got, um, yeah, nice, nice big 500 mil bottles, um, from their website, uh, we get a bit of blurb about it. So, um, inspired by a time when Bohemian beer was brewed with more roasted and dark malts, this outstanding and world renowned dark lager sees all the quality taste and brewing traditions of Budweiser Budvar, um, originally blended with roasted Munich and caramel malts. This adds a black coffee and dark chocolate depth to the beer's color and taste while retaining the refreshing drinkability of our classic pale lagers. Uh, rich, sweet, dark, bold, and Moorish. Um, 
I'd say yeah, pretty much really. I well, think, this, um, this is very, very dark for a, for a dark lager uh, in terms of the colour. It's stout colour, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just going on sort of the history, historic kind of sort of side of dark lagers, I mean, most of most lagers back in the 18, sort of 18, up to the 1840s would have been dark. Um, it's not until sort of, you know, later on that the light lagers became more common. So this is actually a bit more of a, a throwback, I guess. Yeah. This sort of stuff. Um, I guess it's to do with the kind of malting processes and stuff like that, you know, to, to get the paler beers, hence why stouts and porters were, were popular until they refined the ability um, to, to get the paler malts. Um, but I, I like this a lot. I think there's almost almost hints of it, because of the roastiness and stuff like that, of it being more like an ale in flavour. I think if you gave this to somebody who didn't tell them it was a lager, they may not know that it was, was a lager. No, absolutely I would definitely be the same. I'd be, I might almost think it was like a bit of a black IPA or something like that. Yeah, not as hoppy, but no. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely got that, um, you can definitely de- get the burnt. Yeah, it's got, a nice, it's got a nice roasty. Roastiness, yeah. Roasty, yeah. Um, Do you know what hop varieties are used in it? Uh, let's have a look, see if it says on the blood. I don't think it says on the bottle, but, uh, oh, SARS, SARS hops. Yeah. Yeah. Classic noble hop. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I'm getting almost like a metallic kind of thing on the aroma. I don't get so much that on the taste. Um, it's very good. What's the ABV on it? Uh, 4.7. Okay. I'd, I would kind of put that... At, so this is lower than their popular one that's in the supermarkets and such. Like Their, their regular one is uh, 5%. Yeah. Um, but this is... It's good. It's uh, so it's kind of almost quaffable, and again, just because it's dark, I can now just about oh, try drink it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just about settled. <laughs> mm. I think it didn't help that I could I chilled I chilled the glass down in the fridge. You see, I wanted it nice and cold. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what? So is it? The- an ice man pour where you don't get a head at all. Yes. So what's the opposite of an ice man pour where you get all <laughs> froth and no beer? <laughs> that is a proper pour. Uh, they do yeah. it in in Czech Republic, don't they? And and there's a and do you know what? I can't remember the name of it. I wouldn't if, want to try and pronounce it. Ex- I was just going to say, even if yeah. I did know, if I had the word put in front of me, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it. But there is there is a a style of pour where you get pretty much from the pictures I've seen about seventy five percent head. Uh, yeah. in, in, in the glass. Usually a dimpled jug as well mm. is the preferred yeah. uh, glassware um, rather than these um, rather do you know this might even be a, a punk eye. Oh no, Vicky's got the um, the brew dog pint glass that's been through the dishwasher so many times that the, the uh, bright blue logo has, has gone from it. <laughs> I was gonna say, how so it's almost like sort of debranded. Um, <laughs> I can't even see what it is but yeah. Talking of Brewdog, yeah, with the uh, jumping ahead a little bit here, actually, but with the news of Carlsberg Marston's merging, that now leaves Brewdog as uh, being the largest independent brewer in the UK, which um, something else for them to shout about. Uh, yeah, they were very, very quick to uh, mention that, weren't they? <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, thumb, a thumbs up for the uh, the Budvar Dark, definitely. Um, so, in the meantime, whilst we enjoy that. Um, Obviously, we're all still in lockdown, or in my case, semi-lockdown, as I'm kind of back at work now. Uh, but less said about that, the better. It's um, a form of lockdown, but 
we're not quite sure what kind of a lockdown we're in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't go, so, out, go out, but don't go out. Work, but don't work. And, you know, yeah. do what you can. Stay alert. Stay, Stay alert. Control it. That's it. Control it. Yeah. 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 As long um, as you're alert, nothing can hurt you. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. There you go. Protect yourself with beer. Protect yourself, but you don't have to protect the NHS anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's we we're getting very we political again. Yeah, we, we need to stop the ranting. Uh, don't inc- right, right. don't encourage me. Don't invite me. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be an after hours uh, episode um, where we just like have a ten minute rant. Um, so so yeah, basically um, we're all in kind of different situations i guess um some of us working from home uh i guess that's you rob you're working from home at the moment yeah so i, th- I think the day before the proper lockdown was announced where they said if you can work from home work from home my work had decided we we're going to do that and uh i've just so i've been working from home ever since because i work in digital marketing so all i need is a a computer and, and an internet connection and i've just found out that we're um getting rid of the office so i'm going to be working from home permanently for the foreseeable future so how to do be you honest about that <laughs> it's it, it suits me to be honest i'm put some good music on <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my i'm enjoying my podcasts in the morning and then uh putting my tunes on in the afternoon and i haven't got constant phone calls and I've, no one's in my ear also I'm being actually strangely productive considering mm. the amount of tea I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, um, obviously we're, we're still doing things like social distancing where possible. Uh, supermarket etiquette is obviously a big thing at the moment. Um, you know, if you do go into the supermarket to get your supermarket beers, which I've been trying not to I've been trying to order stuff online. Um, to, to support the breweries directly and, and bottle shops directly, that kind of thing, really. Um, more time to listen to podcasts. I don't know uh, if you guys have caught up with any good pods lately. Um, Not really, no. I'd probably say I've, my podcasting sort of like consumption has gone down massively since the lockdown because I'm not driving anywhere, yeah. so... That's that's what I found. Yeah, I was like furloughed for uh, about three weeks before coming back in. And in that three weeks, I... I just find driving is perfect for podcasts. I find, Um, yeah, because you can just sort of like, you can drift out and sort of, but still listen to them and sort of take in what's mm. been said. But, you know, um, I just find I'm watching YouTube and and TV, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. for me, I I only had a short commute, so I didn't. It wasn't really prime podcast time for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at work, I wasn't allowed to wear headphones or anything and listen to what I wanted to listen to. So yeah, I've I've been listening to loads of podcasts just in the depending on whether I can still concentrate on the task at hand. Mm. Yeah, like if I'm not concentrating, then I'll have to switch to music or silence for a bit, but. Generally speaking, I'll, I'll start work at nine and then listen to three or four hours of podcasts. So I'm really pleased that a lot of podcasts are putting out extra content at the moment. I've also I've, yeah. I've also, also noticed how a lot of podcasts as well have like shortened like a lot of the shows. Um, they're a clock show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, that, um, but that's just what you want, I guess. If not, you know, if you if you are going to be spending more time at home, and um, shorter the better, I guess. 
I think, yeah, I think no. you know, I've started to realise maybe an hour is is a perfect sort of time, which um, maybe we'll try and even keep to that with this one. Um, I think our last one, which is our first lockdown one, which we we went just over the hour or something like that. Um, so it's it's you know it makes the editing easier. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah. Um, so we've all been coping in our own sort of ways, really, uh, including some of us climbing thousands of flights of stairs for charity. <laughs> eh, Vicky? Yes. Tell us what you're doing. So um, our local hospice, Martin Hospice, um, they put out uh, about Easter time. They said, oh, we're really struggling with, you know, we have to get money in charities. We've got a mountain to climb to. So we can't climb the mountain. Why don't you guys do it in the form of stairs? So uh, I thought, okay, yeah, I'll give that a go. And um, yeah, there was about eight mountains to climb, ranging from anything from 177 stair ascents for the Malvern Hills up to uh, 3,695 for Mount Everest. And me and my wisdom went... I'll do Mount Everest. It can't be that difficult to climb stairs. I do it every day. I've been doing it all my life. So, <laughs> so how, how far up Everest are you right now? I'm now uh, nearly at the top. So I've just done. So you in the you in the death are you in the death zone yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the I'm in the I've done 3,100 flight flights of stairs now. Okay. Wow. In the last and I'm on this is week six end of week six and. Yeah, I should be done by. I've got about five hundred and twenty odd to do now for um, rest of today, tomorrow, and next week. So, yeah, well done. So, yeah, but that's um, yeah. Well, the thing is, because again, because I'm working from home, so it's kind of like what I'll do is when it's I need to get away from the computer, I'll put the kettle on while the kettle's boiling. I'll go and do five flights of stairs or whatever pour the t- the boiling water in the uh, cup with the tea bag and then do another five or so flights and then <laughs> it's perfectly stewed and then I can go and sit that down again and you know I've just been doing like breaking it up over the, during the days and stuff and um, yeah it's been, been house and house carpet on the stairs it's, it's, it's bearing up, but we're we're looking potentially at starting a crowdfunder for a new stair carpet yeah I yeah. thought you were going to say it's all there yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So there you go. There you go. All, all ways to kind yeah. of cope with, with this kind of thing. Um, yeah, um, I'm getting down this dark lager now a little bit. And I, I have to say, it's something you could definitely keep keep drinking, isn't it? It's definitely, it's definitely changed a bit as, as the temperature's kind of gone up a bit. It's sort of mm, dark boots yeah. coming through. Some more kind of like, yeah, um, yeah, uh, figs, prunes, all that kind of stuff, really. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And how's your lager going down, Rob? Um, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's all I need to say. I think. So uh, yeah, I didn't like that one then. <laughs> yeah, just so no. get it out of the way. Absolutely. So what we're going to do? Yeah, we'll just have a look at what sort of stuff is um, happening uh, at the moment. Um, obviously, loads of stuff being cancelled. Um, Beer Central was obviously a big thing for us in the Midlands last year. Um, I had a look on their website the other day, still no word about it being cancelled, and it's like first week of July, isn't it? It's also the same for their other festivals as well, because, of course, they've got um, London, Bristol and Edinburgh. Nothing's been announced for any of them, so they're not going to happen, are they? So 
no, no. So I'm just wondering whether they're going to do that thing like what's happened with a lot of festivals and with a lot of gigs, they just go same date next year. Yeah. I've had a couple of gigs that have done that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's that one. Um, we had a, a local one uh, in Warwick that was going to happen called Calm Fest, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It was going to happen at the new Bowling Green. That was down for 21st of June, I think. So that, was the, that was a club collaboration with our local bottle shop, Warwick Real Ale, and, um, yeah, the new Bowling Green, which is also a pub just down the road from that in the shop. And, um, yeah, I can't say so that's going to – that was scheduled to be happening, yeah, pretty much a month today, really. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's not going to happen, sadly. But you know, we got. I guess we've yeah. got to focus on the positives and you know look forward to next year, really. Yeah, in terms of positives, actually, the next item is slightly more positive. Uh, we talked about it before; still not open yet. Uh, a place called the Boiler Room opening up in Leamington. Um, it's now initially going to open up as a bottle shop. I mean, obviously, not the best time to uh, open a new venue. Um, but interestingly, on their Facebook page. Uh, they did answer my question about what kind of dispenser they're going to have when they open properly. And they're looking at uh, a selection of uh, cask stuff on gravity dispense and then eight keg lines. So, you know, when they do finally get around to opening, it's, it's going to be some good stuff there, I think. Yeah, like, yeah um, we finally might have a little bit of competition in Leamington, which is great. Good. Yeah, yeah, because there ain't a lot, is there? <laughs> uh, not, not, not at the minute. The other thing is that the old post office, uh, one of our favourite little micro pubs in Warwick, is now opening after probably they kind of shut down uh, as soon as uh, the lockdown was announced. They're now open um, to do takeout beer on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays for limited hours. Uh, check their uh, yeah, check their Facebook page for uh, for further details on that. But if you're after some cask beer. I think this weekend they've got three different cask beers on. Um, keg at the moment is is out, I think, but it's come back in next week. There'll be some more kegs. Yeah, I think last weekend they had some verdant that they were doing as, as carry out, and they've got a few few cans in there, some siren stuff, and that's where we got the dripping pitch uh, duration mm. from as well. Yeah. So, that's good. Um, good to see them back. Yeah. How are things doing in, um, in your neck of the woods, Rob? Are they... Um... Well, right by where I live, um, most importantly, is uh, pretty much all of the takeaways are open again there. So, <laughs> right. in, ter- in terms of, uh, I I just live in, in in a village where there's I don't actually drink in any of the pubs where where I live. I prefer to go um, get on the bus into Brum or the ten minutes down to uh, Warsaw Town Centre because so. Yeah, there's no, nothing really around me in terms of beer, but obviously there's there's quite a few local breweries that are doing delivery in my area, or even um, mm. national distro as well. So, yeah, because you've got a new invention up your neck of the woods, haven't they? Yeah, so straight straight away they started um, delivering locally within ten miles of the brewery, which I easily fit into that. So I think they were the first um, brewery that I ordered from, and then since then there's quite a few of the Brum breweries are, are putting some cans or crowlers out now. So yeah, and that's Burn, Burning Soul have uh, started doing a bit of stuff, uh, co- uh, collection or delivery, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's like that. They were doing local deliveries, and I was like just outside the delivery area. Oh no! Uh, I tried. To, I tried to see if they'd make a special exception for me, but uh, uh, 
I understand they're pretty busy um, getting everything canned, so they didn't have time to uh, sort that out for me. But uh, you couldn't have met them halfway, you know. Uh, just sort of said, "Look, uh, I'll meet you by such and such a park and drop the cans off." Um, <laughs> so yeah. one, one thing well, I've um, noticed of late is the real popularity with these, whether you call them mini kegs or casks. You know, the five uh, litre yeah. ones yeah. that. Yeah, last couple um, of weeks, loads have popped up. Well, it's local and local to us, Twister Barrel have started putting putting their beers into mini kegs. I think. Um, I think oh, I saw. Th- and so, was that yeah. this week? Was it that they got those? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, this week. The week's just gone. Um, so I think it's just two beers to start with. Might be two or three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a look earlier. It's uh, God's Twisted Sister, which is a great stout of theirs. The Synchronon, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure I saw that they'd done the um, Detroit Sour City as well. Oh, yes, that was the other one. Which is yeah. perhaps the more surprising option. Mm. of Yeah, five, li- five, five litres. Five litres of sour beer. I'm not sure I could drink five litres of that, I must admit. But as a <laughs> style, not because of the, the brew itself. I just not, couldn't drink that much of the style. Of that. No, but I yeah. think that's it. It's, yeah, thinking of five litres of sour beer, it's, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> free lot, free packet it? of Rennies with every uh, mini cask, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it seems to be yeah, quite was... quite uh, popular, um, and I guess it works out better for them. You know, if if you're kind of filling these things up from the the FVs, you know, you fill a five liter keg, it's going to take less time than if you don't count. Yeah. One thing I've not really heard though: are, are the kegs kind of reusable? Do you are they do they recycle? Do they go to in lap? No. What's the situation with that? I don't they're think not they reusable. are reusable. They're not reusable. No. They certainly weren't in the past, so I don't think they are now. No, okay. Yeah, I mean, like I say, there's there's a whole bunch of... You can recycle them, I'm pretty sure, but not reuse. But yeah, so I mean, I'm just looking on the website now. It's really good value, £25 for a a five-litre keg of session beer. Absolutely. I mean, God's Twisted Sister is a favourite of ours as a a stout, isn't it? Um, I mean, you've probably got about, what, three days to get through one of those before it's losing carbonation? A few days, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, you know, yeah, keep keep shutting the uh, the valve, and it'll be fine for three days. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, not yeah. it's it's not it's not that much beer, is it really? So yeah, I mean, I think if this, if the more you the more you open it and close it, the quicker it will go, I guess. Yeah. If you're just gonna yeah, I've 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 had them before for a for a party or whatever, and then the people just keep forgetting to um close the valve, and then by the end of them. <laughs> By the end of the night, it's not so great then. But if you if you, if you look after it properly, then yeah, yeah you're right. pretty good yeah. days. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other bit of news that we're not going to go into great depth about, but obviously, uh, I think it was announced uh, yesterday. Uh, Carlsberg has bought Marston's, who are Midlands Brewer, Burton Brewery. Um, yeah. So I guess they're now known as Marlsberg. Um, <laughs> um, or Carlston. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interestingly, Marston's one of the few um, breweries with a tied estate of pubs that still hasn't let off their landlords from paying any rent, um, yeah. which is a bit nasty. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, they also uh, sort of got a whole stack of debt, actually. So even this buyout by uh, Carlsberg is, is not helping them massively on that front apparently from the amount of debt that they've got. But um, the interesting thing going forward is what happens to their sub-brands, because Marston's own Witchwood, who we were talking about earlier, um, and well, I, Jennings. Yeah, I've heard apparently um, 
a friend of ours, um, Carl Marshall, was saying he'd spoken to John, who's the head brewer of Witchwood, and he has said that it's not going to affect them. So that, that's positive, at least. There you go. So, uh, yeah, poking fun at Lager Boys is going to continue then. Um. <laughs> well, I, I can't say anything. I mean, for years, my nickname was Rob Goblin because of all the Hobgoblin I used to drink. So. Uh. <laughs> so the, the marketing obviously appealed to me. Right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's it now. You now you should not have told us that nickname. That's it now. We're gonna. Oh, there's, there's, pl- there's plenty of people who still call me that. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Rob Goblin. Yeah. Used to be my Facebook name and everything. So but, um, yeah, your Facebook na- na- name is now something. Don't tell people, Vicky. The whole reason why <laughs> it's to stop people, it's to make me harder to find. Oh, I see. all right. So shush, shush. Well, I'm not. Can't say it because it's unpronounceable. It's another one. That's probably. The I, idea. Can, I, can, I can pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there you go. But you're not going to tell us how. Um, no. Okay. So I've just finished off this yes. uh, Budvardar. Me too. I, I have uh, to say, Rob, I think I think it's, it's uh, a great Rob, beer. Rob's spitting feathers because he's run out as well. So. Yeah, so I think I think we need to uh, get these glasses uh, yeah. replenished. Let's go. So yeah, we got beers in front of us again now. Yeah. What have we got, Charles? What are we drinking? We have got from the very very um, sought after Utopian Brewing Company from Devon, um, and we have their Rainbok Mybok Lager, clocking in at seven percent ABV. Um, Rainbok is a celebration of spring. The new beginnings and hope and hope it ushers in much like the appearance of a rainbow after a storm. The rainbok is a Maybox or Mybox style lager and brewed in the depths of winter, slowly maturing for 10 weeks at near freezing temperatures, brewed using the finest British malts and intensive double decoction mash and Bodicea hops. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Bodicea. Yeah. Bodicea. And this was so one pound per every can is donated to the Devon Community Foundation. Uh, yeah, so dedicating to their coronavirus response and recovery fund, helping to provide support for, to the local communities. Um, okay. And, uh, lovely, so, yeah, lovely, Devon-based brewery. Devon-based brewery, lovely, yeah. lovely colourful can. Let's um, crack it open. Yeah, we've already done that. And uh, I have to say, <laughs> first impressions on the nose are, there's like a honey sweetness there. Definitely a, a, a sweetness that... Uh, Rather pleasant. Mm, it's almost like you a. Just said, okay. Rob, Sorry. I was going to say, Rob, you've just said that you've already, you've just ordered this. So yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I can't join you with it um, right now. But yesterday, I did make an order. I mean, um, Utopian, kind of the brewery that everyone in my like online circles are talking about at the moment. So. <laughs> Can you oh, say hype uh, train? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, from what I've heard, it's um with good it, reason. It's, it's, it's with good reason, yes. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting my uh, mixed case. So let's hope we uh, we don't put you off it then. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, this is horrible. <laughs> too, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's too late now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a lovely, lovely, slightly dark but sort of pale amber colour. Uh, I'm trying to work out if there's a haze to this or it's just a chill haze. Oh, actually, it's slightly hazy, would you say? Moderately, but more of a chill haze, but yeah, slightly like a little tiny haze. It's, I think it's unfiltered and unfined. Pretty sure it is. Um, natural natural carbonation, all the utopian beers. So they don't fall right. many of the beers. So Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Pelagarin. 
yeah, but I get on the aroma for me, just get like a honey sweetness, like mm. real crafty, yeah. bready sort of sweetness as well. Um, smells lovely, like a brioche almost as well. Mm. Yeah. Sweet bread. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. I'm bringing in. You're going mm. in. Oh, man. Wow. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. E- even I'm impressed, and again, I'm not famously known for being a lager, Stem- lager lover. So, seven percent. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Or... No, I'd put this at maybe four and a half, five. Um, but yeah, this is pretty special, isn't it? it it's Very tasty. really, really good. Um, they seem to specialise in just using uh, British ingredients, don't they? As well, uh, one of their ranges called British Lager, isn't it? I think. Yeah. So they're using like pretty much exclusively British hops as well. So I believe Odyssey Pop is also uh, British. I think I think that well with a with a with a name like that, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the most meant to be spicy, light, and floral, uh, mm-hmm. medium intensity. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, in fact, Odyssey is on the can, isn't she? That's right. Oh yeah, it's a, it's an interesting choice, isn't it? Really, for a, a lager brewery to be sticking to British hops, which are obviously not. You, you think of lager and you think of your, your noble European hops, your sars and your Halito, Mittelfrau. Absolutely. And... <laughs> the, the, that's going to be your new Facebook name, Rob. Well, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to, have to um, look it up on afterwards because <laughs> twice I've said it there and I, I'm sure I'm probably wrong. My, my knowledge of German pronunciations is not the best or English ones, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a common podcast theme. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, from, to say yeah. Things. I'm from the black country, so all my vowels are all over the place. So. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I have to say, this is, um, you know, for me, the, as we were saying earlier, that the British lager producers at the moment are, are kind of people like Braybrook and um, Lost and Grounded. Don Zoko. Um, yeah, Don Zoko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And. Um, I, I think these guys are based just upon the tasting of this so far are definitely added to that list, uh, that short list of great, great lagers coming out of this country now. Um, it's really, really good. And you know, the most exciting thing as well, um, I had an email from Richard, the owner, actually just thanked, thanked, him, thanked him for the service, thanked him for the beers. And he said they have put something like a thousand litres of this beer into wine barrels to be released in October. Wow. Ooh, okay. That's going to be interesting. You said that's going to be an October fest to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. I think the only thing that um, I, I heard uh, that is uh, slightly disappointing is that they do a dark lager, but that's only seasonal. Um, uh, and I never yeah. got a chance to try any. Um, well, so, seasons come and go, don't they, Simon? So I'm sure you will at some point. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. if we ever get out of this yeah, so to look hell that we're to, in. I think that's, that, we're all clinging on to things to look forward to, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. A trip to Devon to, to uh, drink some That'd of this nice stuff at the source would be good. Um, yeah, um, really well, good. if we get our holiday in Cornwall at the end of August, yeah, we kind of have to go through Devon, sort of. To Indeed. get to Cornwall. Indeed. You might Hashtag as well break up the journey. I mean, you exactly. get to Devon, you've still got miles to go. So exactly. Well stop. They're, they're in a place yeah. called, I mean, am I saying this right? Bow or Bow? B-O-W. I think it's Bow as in, bow. like, also Bow in East London, isn't it? Yeah. I'd say Bow. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
You say Bow. Bowie, Bowie, Bowie or Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, they're in Crediton. So I'm not sure I see on a map where that is. So that's roughly, uh, that's quite kind of central Devon, actually. Uh, it's not really, yeah, it's pretty much slap bang in the middle Devon, really. So Still miles away from the Midlands, though. <laughs> it, it, it is actually about uh, 164 miles from where we are. Is it closer than Durham? <laughs> it is. It Probably is. closer to London than Durham is, yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> that's just how that's how we measure distance now, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. How many Durhams is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just an interesting point. Uh, I didn't realise until uh, a couple of days ago. Um, Utopian now contract brew for Yeasty Boys. Um, so Yeasty Boys have obviously had their beers brewed at various different places because they don't have their own brewery, including Brewdog, West Berkshire. And now, uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Now, have, now they, have they have they stopped all production at West Berkshire now? Have they? I think they have. Yeah, uh, it was just mentioned in passing. I was on a um, a YouTube. Uh, it was Rex Day yesterday. Uh, for those who yes, know, yeah. Yeasty Boys, their their famed smoked beer Rex Attitude. Uh, yesterday was virtual Rex Day because of the current situation. Um, I actually won some beer as well on the YouTube chat. Uh, there there were several one. questions asked. So I've won some more wrecks. So yeah. that's great. Lovely. More, um, more wet bonfire. Yeah, more wet bonfire, as you say. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. That's if you like peated whiskey, it's fantastic. But know, it's, wet, wet bonfire sounds like my idea of fun. So No, me and Charles are both, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll have to get together for a, a smoked beers evening uh, at some point. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave them two to the smoke beers, Charles. We'll go and have something, you know, that doesn't leave your mouth tasting like you've just eaten an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, harsh, harsh. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to miss so, that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, Rob, you you uh, are known for your uh, beer blog, Midlands based beer blog, uh, Wednesday Beers. Am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, you said it. Um, <laughs> you yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you're doing the blog thing, and also uh, lately you've kind of uh, launched your social distancing sounds on Mixcloud. So just a little bit about the blog first. Obviously, that's been going for a couple of years, um, and I noticed lately you, you'd got a, a post up there about the best places to get local beer from in the current situation. Yeah, so um, uh, as you know, anyway, um, Wednesday Beers has been a little project that me and my good friend Dave have been working on for how long is it? Oh, two years, two, probably heading up to three years. Yeah, it will be heading up to three years. Might be more, I don't know. But um, Dave had been in New Zealand since last September and then with the current situation, he managed to get out of New Zealand on the last possible day. Right. So so he came back and obviously didn't have a job or anything, so he had some time to um, put a couple of useful blogs together. So first of all, one, a national-based one, just mentioning which breweries were um, distributing at the time. And then he also put together a blog focusing on, on the West Midlands, which um, we've since edited a couple of times. I mean, I noticed yesterday there was a couple of breweries who are now offering delivery on a local or national basis so i uh, edited that and i'll probably still need to have a look at it again 
So, yeah, and I've, I've got some little bits and pieces in the works. I mean, one thing that we're all missing at the moment is being able to travel. So yeah. I'm sure you'll all agree. It's a huge part of beer culture, isn't it? Just, well, being able to go and experience different cultures. So I'm working on a couple of, like, short, short posts, just little travel notes, just because I miss being able to um, get on a plane or even just a train. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so more recently, uh, obviously, we know you're a big music fan. Uh, you've started a, a mixed cloud account with social distancing sounds, which uh, I guess is kind of like a radio show. Yeah, um, that's, that sort of thing. It's just think of the the least professional radio show you can imagine. With like, <laughs> needless to say, there aren't too many people on the radio with my sort of accent, so. <laughs> well, well, that's, well, that's one thing I do try and tone it down, but it doesn't really go that well. Is that but, like uh, your phone voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my work phone voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that. But yeah, but yeah. So essentially, um, obviously, we're all at home, and like I love records, vinyl records have done since I was old enough to use a turntable really mm. so i've built a bit of a collection like i inherited all all of my dad's stuff a few of my mom's records but most of those are gave away because they were naff yeah. um, <laughs> but, um so it's just it's been cool to have some time to just go digging through the uh the shelves and just play some things that i haven't played for a long time and then i thought you know what everyone else is in the same boat and I had at least two friends who I knew who'd listen if I put some little shows together. So it started there and now I've done what, 10, 10 different shows. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real eclectic kind of mix really. I mean, I've got fairly wide musical kind of knowledge and stuff like that, but interestingly, I'd say probably I know 50% of what you're playing, which is some great, great stuff, but also the stuff that I'm kind of, the genres that I'm not as into your Americana selections and uh, some of the reggae stuff, uh, stuff like that. So it's kind of great in as much as I'll be hearing something. One minute I'm listening to Neil Young or Rush or Metallica. And then the next thing is like some kind of reggae stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. So um, a real eclectic choices. Um, yeah, then again, you've got a big collection, I'm guessing. Well, I'd, I don't know how big is a big collection. I, I haven't got... Have a, have a, look, at, have a look at Simon's well. You obviously can't see it's a podcast, but yeah, Simon's... Uh... Yeah, I haven't got as much as Simon, but uh, as we all know, as we all know so, Simon's a lot me. older than me, so... <laughs> the wall of CDs. I've, I've had, a, I've well, had that's, a lot of years. That's one thing so far I have limited myself to just using records. I might change that up a bit just so I can be even more eclectic. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see, so yeah. It's yeah. been cool. It's started some interesting conversations with with people, really, because it's I, I love to be able to introduce people to something that perhaps they haven't heard before. And, and I think but, in that respect, music is very much like like beer. You know, it's like if you go along to a bottle share and everybody really digs the beer that you you've kind of brought along. It's the same as you kind of lend somebody an album. Well, back in the old days, I guess now you send them a Spotify link. You know, but. Um, <laughs> You know, it's very much like, and then someone comes back and goes, wow, that album's great. Thanks for getting me into that. Just the same as somebody sort of says, wow, that beer blew my mind. You know, I'm going to check out some more of their stuff. 
Um, yeah. Very, very similar kind of thing, really. Um, so how do you, do you just kind of, when you're going to do a show, do you just go up to your record collection and just pull out the first half a dozen albums or do you, how do you um, use it? Or? To, to be honest, um, well, when I started I, for the first few shows, it was just kind of all the albums that were downstairs and then I kind of exhausted the downstairs stuff and I moved upstairs. But I, I don't know, I just, I try and, obviously I do, I do repeat the same artist more than once because one thing about my collection I do find is I do have, say, lots of albums of, of certain uh, artists just because I love them. No, absolutely. I, I'm very much one of those, like, you know, I get into a band, I just like, if I if I like them enough, then I'm just buying everything yeah. they ever did kind of thing. So a bit difficult cool, with Frank Zappa, but yeah. Yeah. The cool thing about records is as well, you can just go into a second-hand record shop and they'll have, say, the one or two quid stuff there. and you, you Take a chance on it, yeah. Pound, two pounds. If it looks interesting, just pick it up and then... If it's no good, you might as well just give it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just oh, a record library yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, or it might be great. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, T- yeah take a stuff. punt on it. Whereas uh, then there's certain records that you're going to end up paying a lot of money for because they're super rare. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, what we'll do is um, we'll, we'll put a link to your Mixcloud site uh, in the show notes so people can check it out. And uh, and cool. see what see what they think and get, and give it a listen. Um, getting back to the beer for a minute. Um, what do we, what do we think? Oh, actually, sorry, Rob, I forgot to ask what you're drinking now. Oh yeah, so of course, because I haven't got my Rheinbock yet, so I'm just drinking. Um, this is from Leviathan Brewing, who are based in Sutton Coalfield, so about six or seven miles away from where I'm living. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the You and I Should Ride the Coast um, IPA, so nice uh, bit of ocean colour scene lyrics there. Ah. Yeah, so it's uh, it's an IPA with citra and mosaic and Simcoe hops, and it's just your, your classic West Coast, really. Plenty, plenty of bitterness, plenty of a um, little bit of ripe fruit, a lot of uh, citrusy, piney, um, just, but still nicely balanced and just very good to be honest. I mean, Leviathan or a brewery have literally just launched as the current situation began. So they've obviously quick, very quickly been able to get a uh, cannon sorted, adapt things. And from what I know, they're, they're doing well. They've had a lot of support. Well, we, we, we've seen, I mean, I, I've just, I just said to Rob, just, just before we came back mm-hmm. there and um, I picked up their black IPA. So I'm, I may even have that done when the podcast is finished, actually. The, uh, it's called uh, The Darkness Within. I think, Bob, you said... So um, on, 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 the, uh, on the subject of music and beer, so um, pretty much all of the Leviathan brewing beer is, is based on, on music. So oh, is it? Chris, the guy at the brewery up, is a big metal fan and, and music fan, so... You'll notice a lot of the uh, the names are to do with that. So the, I know they've got a, a dipper called Life Was Peachy, so based on corn. Yeah, yeah. So not, not really <laughs> right. my uh, favourite band, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You pick the reference up. Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. I, I'd sort of seen a few mentions on social media of, of Leviathan, and uh, I was a bit like, oh, that's a new name. Uh, but yeah, as you say, if they've only started relatively recently, um, Obviously, I hadn't seen any of their beers in anywhere that we were drinking on tap, but obviously, with the timing, 
then yeah, virtually gone straight into small pack then, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Pretty much because be- before um, Chris was just brewing on a very small basis, and he just um, got the unit sorted and got the nice shiny new kit in, and then then, and then we went to a lockdown. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know there's some people that have been hit at just the wrong time, hasn't mm. it? Like like we were talking about uh, off air actually about uh, New Barns Brewery in Edinburgh who've just sort of started up and well they haven't actually managed to get brewing on their own kit yet have they so yeah i'm um, pretty sure there's like one major thing still left to do in the brewery which they haven't been able to i I don't know whether it is the getting something commissioned or the electricity sorted or something but obviously (laughs) when that one thing isn't done then you can't brew so exactly (laughs) so it's it's tricky times for anybody starting up just now as as much you know as, as anybody trying to keep a business going well yeah i was gonna say existing businesses keep going but yeah just all that planning and just right yeah we're ready to start ready to start and then oh okay but yeah good on the fire the, the fire no, see, are you struggling to say that i am struggling to, to talk leviathan what is that leviathan Le- Le- <laughs> just say say monster <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, <laughs> At least I'll be making um, our friend Steve and uh, Martin laugh with me trying to uh, say a word. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I can't. I can't talk, can they? Really? I know, but the trouble is, uh, I can't even say Birmingham. So exactly. It, yeah, but that's the trouble. I end up taking the mick out of them so much that they are gonna absolutely. <laughs> Indeed. Have a go. At me. I'll say love. Oh, no. I'm sure you can I think, I think we need to move on right now. I think we need to move on and let's 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 so, let's. Stop. <laughs> no, I like I like it when Vicky gets going. Come on. <laughs> do, do you know what a vice is? It's not fair on the Is what? Sorry. Do you know Charles? what a vice is? It is a, a sea monster. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just literally googled it. Thank you, Google. <laughs> it, it sounds less metal though, doesn't it? Seymour? Well, actually, actually, there's um there's a Mastodon album called Leviathan. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes from there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what do we think? What are our final thoughts on the Rainbok from Utopian? I mean, I've drunk that Good stuff. way too quick. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> it's a seven cent beer, and I've nearly drunk it. Like in the time of wow. nattering away from your branded Utopian glass. Yeah. And it's nice, nice, nice glass. Nucleated as well. Yeah, it's a nice little. Ah. Yeah, nucleated glass. Yeah. yeah. It is dangerously drinkable. Um, I think if you've got a sweet tooth, uh, that, that kind of honeyed sweetness mm-hmm. that, that comes through is definitely what appeals to me, having a bit of a sweet tooth. But it's crisp say, as well. Red but, it, notes. but it's crisp as well. So it, does, it doesn't kind of yeah. like, not cloying sweetness, it just sort of. No. Like, no. And it like goes. Um, I think the, the, the balance is there, you know, again, they're very much like Braybrook and some of the other uh, lager breweries, you know, using methods like double decoction to, to kind of get the most out of, out of the grist and everything. Um, and, and the results are pretty amazing, actually. So I definitely well, as look you forward said, to what uh, else. As you said earlier about how they'd um, fermented it for 10 weeks, they'd lagered it properly. Long, I mean, long lagering, yeah. How many breweries are climbing to... Um, Brew lager when the like just mention for example uh, that we, we shouldn't really talk about them but Carling. Well, did you see the program? The program on BBC is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. 
with her Greg Wallace, yeah, yeah. yeah. just make it in a matter of days. I was, yeah. I was, go, I was just going mad. I was shouting at well, no one because I live on my own. But, um, <laughs> shouting at come you, you can't call that a lager. It hasn't been lagered. <laughs> they lagered it for three days for, for two days. <laughs> yeah, and they, use, yeah. And they, use, they had and one job. Yeah, and they used. Uh, did you see the quantity of hops? I think I think I've used more hops in a twenty-five litre brew than they do in like a. Thousands and thousands of litres of one brew. It's nuts. I think you've got to be impressed, though, to be honest, because they brew such um, a large, just a huge amount of beer, and it's always consistently awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, consistency is, is, yeah. As a brewer, consistency is what you want. It's a a well-oiled piece of shit. Sorry, machine. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Consistently tastes of... Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So just like water, water's pretty consistent as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or brewer's liquor. Uh-huh. Unless it's filtered. They might as well just give you water, aren't they, really? They yeah. are in Burton. I mean, Burton's famous for the, for the, I was going to say that the water, the water, the water be, it'd be better to drink the water than actually the ingredients they add to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> They've taken perfectly good water and made it worse. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, um, that bombshell. I think. It, yeah, it's it's probably time to start uh, wrapping up now. So yeah, thumbs up to uh, Utopian uh, yeah. for this uh, great beer and, um, and making me be quite happy to drink a lager. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm so, very uh, much looking forward to receiving some through the yeah. post. Enjoy. Yeah, um, you will not be disappointed, yeah. Rob. I'm um, glad to so, thanks, thanks to Rob for joining us on on this podcast. It's, uh, always Thank great. Thank you. Us happy to. Uh, Make the commute upstairs to join us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear on your listening devices. Uh, please leave us a review as this really helps other people to find us, especially as you probably have more spare time right now. Uh, you can follow us on all the usual social media channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and email. And uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.